Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. My name is Shay Ryan Douglas, and in this series, we explore community connection, optimal human potential, and transformational collective growth through inspiring stories and conversations with a diverse range of people who are working towards positive change in the world. This is really exciting, and I hope you enjoy this episode. To get the full video versions of all the interviews on this podcast, please visit earthheroestv.com and I'd greatly appreciate it if you took the time to like, share and subscribe. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Shay Ryan Douglas and I'm joined back with these wise women and the conversation around what's relevant in today's world for humanity to grow and evolve to a new level of awareness in our consciousness so that we can have a really positive contribution to those around us. And it's really exciting because every Tuesday afternoon we get together with these beautiful women. I have Sally Douglas, Angie Quinn, and Colleen Scott who share their life experience and their wisdom uh, and their perspective on some of these really great topics. And today we're gonna to talk about compassion. We're gonna look at what compassion means, what it's useful for, how we can use compassion to help change the world in a positive way, and why it's so important to have a compassionate lens to our partners, our friends, and even our enemies. And so I just wanted to thank you ladies again for joining me. I wanna thank you for watching this program. If you wanted to catch uh, the previous episodes, you can find them in the description um, above. Just click the link. And we have huge archive now, a couple of months we've been having these conversations and many more to come. So it's very exciting. If you are watching now, I wanted to just invite you to drop in the comment section where you're watching from. Let us know what city you're in. Uh, let us know where you're watching from. And if you have any questions for these ladies that could maybe dive a little bit deeper and get the juiciness out of this conversation around compassion, just leave that in the comments. I'll be navigating through and we'll be able to uh, flesh it out a little bit deeper. We're also curious to hear your perspective. So let's dive into it, ladies. The first question for you is, what is the meaning of compassion for you? And I'd be curious to hear from you, Sally. Uh, I believe that compassion is a, a really beautiful um, quality and um, when we can navigate the world with an open heart full of compassion, we can do amazing things. It, to me, it's intrinsically um, entangled with empathy. So empathy, when we feel other people's emotions and um, we can really feel where they are, where, whether they're in a real despair. But with, with compassion, we're actually actioning. So we're, we're of service. So we can actually support, we can help hold the space for others, and we can, we can actually elevate this, um, wherever this um, feeling is. It's almost a sympathy as well. So it's usually in the despair and the, the darker things that the compassion rises. And I think if we can um, practice compassion in a daily um, format where we could be and wraps of kindness or being helpful 
um, just a smile to a neighbor, anything that can actually create some connection and without looking for anything in return. So that's, that's what I believe it means for me. Nice answer, Sally. <laughs> Angie or Colleen, you have anything you'd like to share? Yeah, I think you've summed that up beautifully and, and taken a, a beautiful perspective of it uh, because it is that natural concern for, for others. Usually we think of a natural concern for others and it kind of uh, cultivates awareness, um, acceptance, uh, allowance from a, a like a sympathetic view. And I, I think it really, it's actually bred from, more importantly, uh, if you're on this path of self-mastery, um, it's challenging to have compassion for others at times when you aren't able to actually have self-compassion. When you're not in acceptance of, of yourself or some of your own individual traits, it's challenging then for you to be accepting of them in others. And um, yeah, I, I think it's uh, it, it also requires a sensitivity to make that connection. Um, so being aware of what somebody's going through and even if you're not in agreement with them, to um, to be able to hold a space, hold a loving space of kindness, uh, without without judgment, and I think it it also comes from a a desireless perspective of not to have to fix, and then to allow that person to move through whatever it is that they're moving through, um, and even yourself sometimes just to be able to be with your own um, thoughts opinions feelings about things um without a need to change anything to start with but just to be in acceptance of it so i think compassion acceptance awareness allowance um yeah cole if you want to add something to that yeah i um i always kind of feel compassion's wrapped up with um, empathy as well too. It's, it's about being able to understand where someone's coming from or see the, the world from their experience or their viewpoint. And when we are able to do that, um, we tend to be more kind and understanding with them. Um, there's there's less judgment, I guess, um, in, that, in that dynamic. And I feel that it relates to both not only um, compassion with others, but just like you were talking about, Angie, that self-compassion is so, um, so very important. I feel like in order for us to grow and, um, you know, step into the, the best versions of ourselves, we really have to have compassion as we're unraveling um, those things about ourselves that we want to to change so it, it there is an element of acceptance in that um definitely awareness um and i feel like and you know last week we were talking about listening and conversations and a lot of the times compassion is so needed in especially those more challenging or difficult conversations um because we need to be able to um, hear what someone is saying and understand it from their viewpoint without us being triggered um, or making things about us and just be able to honor and validate and witness their experience of 
whether it's themselves, um, a, a relationship, the world, so that we can get a, a better understanding and a deeper connection with each other. I think um, there's a lot of confusion that compassion, if we're compassionate, it, um, people seem to feel that it means that we're, um, you know, making certain behaviors okay that maybe aren't okay um, with respect to other people in particular. And compassion is just about, for me, it's about being able to see the 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 soul or the whole person behind the behavior so that we can have better conversations and communications in order to make changes of things that may not necessarily um, be working. So it, it can be everything from, um, you know, often I think it's associated with things like, especially if we're ang there's anger involved or um, frustration or grief is another one too, you know, um, having compassion for people when they're, they're struggling with something in their lives. And, and I feel like when we, um, are more open in that space, that it means that um, we have better relationships, better communication, um, and there's opportunity for growth for, for everyone when we are coming and interacting with each other from an, a more compassionate, understanding, empathetic, you know, sympathetic even space. Very nice perspectives. I really liked your um, each of you, what you had to share, very different insights on the, the topic. And I'm curious to hear if you're watching this video right now, what does compassion mean to you? Uh, just leave us a little um, comment and just let us know what it, what it really means for you. Because the next question I feel to answer, uh, ask you ladies has to do with practicing this deeper sense of cultivation of compassion. So it's the awareness around what it means is there, but what does that look like in our daily lives? How do we practice being compassionate to other people or to other um, sentient beings, um, including the plants and the animals? What does that look like and how do we practice cultivating that compassionate life? Mm. I think um, both Andy and Colleen tipped on it by saying it starts with self. So it it's definitely to do with how we approach our, our um, behavior towards ourself. So really knowing when you're not stretching yourself too far and giving yourself, yourself the, the time and the energy and the recovery and the, all of the necessary things for you to navigate your life and really starting with your own practice. So it might be an awareness practice where you're really taking the time to tune in. Um, it's really important that your relationship with yourself is compassionate before you can share with the rest around you. So I would really encourage the beginning is to really find some mindfulness practices that really honor yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, well said, Sal. Just, I, I think if I could add anything is, um, uh, well, clearly presence is, is in what you've just spoken to. But it's, it's also to um, not requiring any recognition when you are showing compassion and being, being able to hold, hold back. So being very desireless in your support of, that, of um, sympathising with a certain uh, group of people or um, an individual and I think um, kindness, yeah, I think I think Sal, you've mentioned most of them: kindness, support, mm -hmm. listening, 
Um, and having a level of high emotional intelligence and situational awareness. And I think that comes from uh, maturity and it also comes from um, being present and um, the capacity to not uh, want to fix, but to be able to hold that space and understand somebody's experience uh, and even not give an opinion. I mean, there's so much... Um, uh, compassion can be such a healing force when you've got concern or uh, sensitivity or um, wanting to understand somebody's experience or uh, a group experience, uh, but without the need um, to intervene in any way. Uh, and, and I know my, my personal experience is if I'm sharing something and requiring sensitivity and an understanding of it, um, it's a beautiful thing when that person can just hold the space and, and not actually have to take it anywhere and allow the individual unraveling or en en enable um, a group unraveling of something before too many opinions are formed or you want to go and um, change it. Yeah, um, I found that um, just kind of on my own journey that that self-compassion was something that was so relevant in order to be able to extend that to those around um, myself. And I feel a big part of that is just for me starting to just really recognize simple things like um, my self-talk, for example, you know, am I being kind and gentle with myself? Um, Am I being kind and gentle um, when I have various emotional states? Am I okay with them? Can I bring awareness and acceptance to them? Um, just allowing them to be what they are, which you know, in my mind is, is usually a messenger of some description. And the more I was able to do it within myself, the easier it was to extend that outward. Um, and I know finding, dealing or interacting with other people, like practicing the pause has always been a big one um, for me, just taking a breath and just tuning in to really notice like what is happening for me in this moment. I know we spoke about some of those practices a few talks ago, just about um, doing a daily or con continuous check-in about, you know, what am I thinking? How am I feeling? So that when you're in those heightened states, when there might be an interaction going on, that's a little bit more challenging that you can bring that presence um, like Angie and Sally were talking about um, into the dynamic so that you're not contributing that energy to the, the interaction um, and viewing every person as the perfect divine being that they are and being able to separate actions from that too. So if somebody is behaving a certain way or um, speaking in a certain way, that's not that that's not the wholeness of them. And so being able to connect with them on that on that deeper level, so that divine connection from myself to them, um, so that I can truly hear what they're saying. And, and a lot of the times when it's more challenging situations, there can be those heightened emotional states. And I find that you know, there's there's some sort of wounded self that's actually trying to speak out. And I think we spoke about this before. Um, I, can't, I can't remember if it's a Course in Miracles talk or where it came from, but, you know, everyone is either acting from love or it is a call to love and just 
I constantly reminding myself when I'm in these interactions. Um, usually things can be diffused quite quickly, especially in heightened emotional states when people feel heard. And so I'm not taking things personally personally, and just being able to be in resonance with them to, to, to where they're at and what they're trying to communicate. Um, I found it's kind of, those are just a couple of ways that I've been able to really step into that compassion and I think it's again it's like anything else that you're learning practice it daily in the simple day-to-day -day interactions you don't want to have to be navigating all of, and all of these different things when it's like oh my gosh you know I don't know what to do here I've got somebody who's really angry on the other side or they're triggering me or what or whatever it is that's not necessarily going to be the best time to be able to step in and be really compassionate with that individual as well yeah nice thanks for sharing i'm curious to hear from you maybe on a um um experiential level an example that you might have in in a moment that you were on the receivership end of a compassionate act maybe a time in your life where you're potentially going through hardship or struggle or maybe just cruising along in your normal day to day mm -hmm. and um if what, what I'm curious to hear about is what it felt like to receive a um, compassionate act. If, if there is something that stands out for any of you, um, I'm just curious to just explore that sense of um, receivership in, in something that would feel good to um, be in a position where it's like, wow, what does it look like when we're in a, in a world, a compassionate world where people are unconditionally giving without expecting anything in return mm -hmm. and how we, as a first step, as you said, with, beginning with the self-work, you've all mentioned, what does it take for the self to be able to receive that sense of unconditional compassion and love? Mm, I think that's an interesting concept. Uh, I, for me, I, I found moving to a new place and being amongst people that are completely strangers when some when you connect with somebody and you actually have a conversation and they ask you and they're really curious about you and they really you know and they engage i found that that's been a really um feeling of uplifting and it's just that someone took the time to connect and you know it's maybe a first chance meeting but you've actually you've connected in a way where they're interested and it's given you an opportunity to kind of um, be um, heard and seen and actually maybe make some new friendships and develop into part of a community. And I think on the receiving end, it's a, a bit of, um, it's an uplifting energy that you feel because you feel welcomed and you feel part of a, a group. And it's just somebody actually noticing to take the time that maybe Maybe you don't know where you are, and maybe you do need some help. Uh, and on the receiving end, it's um, it's definitely uh, given a sense of grounded, feel like I'm in the right place, I'm at home. Somebody's actually taken the time to notice that maybe I'm not comfortable in a space, and they've actually opened themselves up to say, hey, how are you? What's your name? What are you doing? And create a feeling of acceptance. So that's something that's recently happened for me that what I would put into that category. And mm. the feeling is definitely of uplifting, welcoming and, and comfort. Mm, nice. mm. Thanks for sharing. Mm. 
I think I'd have to um, a, a, a time in my life where I was requiring compassion was probably around the separation um, or the conscious uncoupling of my ex-husband and I where we we consciously uncoupled so we uncoupled with all the love in our hearts and we were still friends and it 10 years ago it was a, a little bit of a relatively new uh, situation for other people to witness and to even begin to understand that even though that we actually unconditionally loved each other but we were choosing not to be in relationship and be in partnership um, within the marriage and um, I found uh, for me to to actually receive the compassion of others was to not actually um, defend my own choice uh, and it required me to be really vulnerable and to be very honest and very transparent um, and also remembering too that I didn't have to explain it to anybody or everybody and and that um, that it was really a, a personal um, a personal choice and that it was sacred and I wanted to keep the reverence uh, in which in which the choice was made um, uh, contained I think I'd say and so that was probably a time in my life where I was really requiring compassion and to be open to um, receiving it sometimes I just want a hug I just want somebody not even to understand necessarily but just to um, you know there were days when I wasn't coping someone might just come over for dinner like and bring dinner and bring a meal or because I was really in the emotion in the emotion of it, like in the grief of it. And when uh, when girlfriends and particularly Sal, you were huge in uh, in my life in relation to this, um, to my um, separation. And just to know that other people were there, uh, uh, whether or not it be an act of kindness or a hug or a word or a listening ear. Um, but it did require me to be vulnerable uh, and not to have it all kind of worked out and just allow myself to unravel through the process. Um, gosh, I guess um, there's a couple times that stand out um, for me. I think the first one was in that space of, um, you know, I was experiencing deep, deep grief uh, when my sister passed away and just uh, sitting down on a plane, not really very aware of my surroundings or um, and just kind of coming back from Canada to Australia. And I remember vividly a uh, flight attendant sat next to me and just asked if I was okay. And it was just so interesting, like how just something so simple at a time when I didn't even realize I, I actually needed that um, meant so much for me just to be able to um, relax into my body and just um, admit to myself like that I, I was needing help and I wasn't okay and I was feeling you know overwhelmed and um, so many other emotions that were all jumbled up together um, and that's something that stood out for me for um, well since it since it happened and the other time um, I found really interesting um, was kind of on the other end of the spectrum it was um, a time when I was experiencing quite a lot of stress in my life and I remember not 
showing up as the best version of myself in an interaction. This one happened to be with my middle child. And um, you could, it's almost like I could feel myself going down that pathway, but I didn't, I just couldn't, didn't know how to stop in that moment. Um, and so there would have been loud words being said, and she was able just to, to, to stop me and just say, you know, mom, it's okay. I know that you're stressed, but we just need to take a pause. And just, you know, being in that moment of realizing that, you know, I was not making good choices in that moment. And she was wise enough to be able to extend compassion to me and not judgment at a time when I really needed that as well. So I think those were two yeah, definite times in my life. And I'm sure there's plenty others <laughs> as well. But um, yeah, th those were two that I vividly remember. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Thanks for sharing, ladies. It's really nice to hear you um, be so vulnerable in a topic that we've discussed in the previous episode, you know, what it takes to be vulnerable. And I appreciate your willingness to go there and share these real stories. Um, it's very powerful. And I'm curious now, the last question that I have for you before we wrap it up is, is why is it so important to be compassionate if we want to make a positive impact in the world? What is that ripple? If, um, you know, you've been on the receiving end of this amazing compassionate <clears throat> act or service um, from another, how does that impact um, a person and, and multiply? across um, time and space to impact others and, and the environment that we live in? I think there's some really interesting things that are already in play in the world at the moment, which are things like the random acts of kindness and the pay it forward, which are kind of mindsets that enhance the concept of compassion. And it's kind of a knock-on effect. It's the same as the ripple effect and it's the same as the if we can be that, then we can pass it on and maybe we can actually generate a, a, an explosion of that, you know, maybe with that little bit, it can just enhance and it can go further and further throughout humanity. And it does really, it is what makes us human, is this connection of understanding and, and caring for each other and, and being there to support each other and lift each other up. So especially at times that, that we're facing now where we're, we're being isolated and individualized. I think it's really more important than ever that we really um, open our hearts and share these simple, simple acts of kindness that will actually make somebody um, lift them up and, and shed that forwards and, and, and help each other. So I think it has a, a huge place mm -hmm. in the future of humankind. Beautiful. That's it. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, Al, you've captured that just beautifully. I think there's absolutely no doubt that um, compassion is a healing force for change uh, and it, it eliminates um, hate and hostility and which causes separation. So the cultivation of compassion, um, not so much firstly, but the, to, to interweave self-compassion with compassion for others um, yeah, in relation to um, presence and awareness and acknowledgement and self-acceptance, uh, particularly 
within yourself as an individual, it's not just the path to self-mastery, but it has such a ripple effect um, that goes out into the community and then the, the community then takes that further. And um, and I think we're, we're actually in this sort of seemingly global crisis at the moment, but we've seen probably more, we've had an opportunity to witness more compassion from our frontline workers and from people supporting each other and and it becomes contagious you know kindness acknowledgement um, support that uh, the the basis of what compassion is all about it actually is contagious and it, it just creates more um, love it actually shifts the frequency and vibration of of the world in which we live you know and um I think the ripple effect of of the love and kindness uh, that's inherent within compassion um, has the compa has the capacity to move um, people's humanness into remembering their own divinity, into remembering their own um, you know in cultivating self love within themselves and remembering their own infinite intelligence and their uh, inner capacity to be able to make huge change just simply by um, coming into a more authentic place within themselves and through the cultivation, I, I think, of self-compassion. Um, yeah, I find that I think you both covered this as well too, but the growth and change for me require compassion. And so whether that's individually or collectively, um, it, it's it's necessary. We need to have um, tough conversations and the way we do that is being compassionate in those conversations and being able to listen with our, I guess our wise ears and our, and our hearts from that space. And the more that people feel seen and heard, the more that we can come together collectively. Um, I think that it also makes us more aware that we're more alike than we are different. And it's about honoring that within each and every one of us and um, recognizing that at the end of the day, we all want to, we, we all want the same things, which is, you know, to be loved, to be accepted. Um, and it definitely starts with ourselves. And in order for us to, to grow and evolve um, individually and collectively, that compassion is um, definitely going to be something that needs to be well and truly cultivated um, within ourselves um, and collectively. So, I think with everything and all the challenges that the world is facing at the moment, whether it's um, among people or the environment, that definitely looking at each other more compassionately. Um, Shay, you talked about it briefly at the beginning too, just with respect to sentient beings and um, and the environment too. You know, just um, recognizing that we need to be looking from compassionate eyes as opposed to just taking in those spaces as well um, is going to be necessary for us to um, become better human beings and, and being able to show up as a best version of ourselves for ourselves, each other and, and the planet. Um, there's a really good, um, I can't remember, I'm sure it comes from some Buddha's something or other, but there, or avatar program. And it's something along the lines of, you know, being able to 
when you're interacting with someone else, just being able to recognize like, just like me, this person is struggling with X, Y, and Z, or just like me, this person has challenges and, and difficulties. And so when we, we can really um, approach our, our interactions from that space, um, I think that that creates the room um, for us to be able to come together much better as a collective. Mm. Cole, I'll just add to that too, uh, in relation to um, as we come more and more into being a heart-centred, heart-directed um, uh, global force within the world, like things are changing now. We're getting out of that intellectualised idea of running a world and those structures are breaking down and we're becoming more heart-centred. Um, the capacity to be able to not just be seen and heard but to be felt to really tap into how do I feel about this? How do I feel about my neighbor? How do I feel about myself? How do I feel about the planet? How do I feel about the choices, the decisions that a government are making for and on behalf of myself and others? And I think when we can tap into and sell, I think you, you started with this, a beautiful way of the empathy. It's really cultivating the empathy, not just empathy of self and others and understanding your feelings. And therefore, you can be more compassionate to the feelings of others. But I think as we move towards a more heart-centred, heart-directed way of being in the world, um, the cultivation of empathy um, is going to support us becoming more compassionate human beings. Yeah, and yeah. I think the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Shay. Go for it, Colleen. Oh, I was just going to say, and the, and the thing that... Um, I kind of was touching on before because I think often people confuse compassion with acceptance for things or tolerance for things that are not okay and by that I mean um, you know things that we need to voice about that are not okay so whether it's abuse or you know whatever it is things that we need to stand up um, about and even then it's about standing up from a place of compassion and I think that makes all the difference in the dynamic I feel that people you come across much stronger and more powerful when you are engaging in those conversations from a place of compassion as opposed to aggression or judgment so you can still stand firm in presence and say no and that's not okay but doing it from a compassionate place has a feel a much more powerful impact um, and it's it's received a lot better than if you're coming from a place that is with that judgment or that anger or that aggression in return so just something i wanted to add there as well yeah yeah really nice lady thank you so much mm -hmm. it seems um i really like that little exercise that Colleen put forward a moment ago around, you know, just asking those questions internally um, to those in the environment. And from memory, when I was down at the Byron Bay Crystal Council up in Mullumbimby, there was a labyrinth walk that takes you through a circle, kind of little labyrinth maze, and it's a great time for self-reflection. And they offer this little uh, exercise in compassion where you do exactly what Colleen suggested and, and look at seeing every person in your life, those who you love and cherish most dearly to those who you have also, you know, pissed you off and that you, there might be some resentment and, and anger towards to actually see them from that same lens of, 
you know, this person just like me has known frustration and anger and, and hardship and challenge, as well as this person just like me has experienced happiness and connection and love and, and to see others in that, in that perspective that they too are, are like me and have a whole range of experience and emotions and different challenges in life and um, to come back to see them as another human being who also deserves love just as much as we deserve love. And um, I love how you all emphasize the uh, necessity of beginning that journey with the self-compassion how we treat ourselves, because it's so often that those stories in our lives, those limiting beliefs and those blockages that we have, have to do with the way that we self-judge and self-harm and self-criticize and self-examine without being all the things that we've had these conversations around, such as being self-loving, self-compassionate, being grateful for the self and all of these wonderful things. I find that the conversations that we're having are quite potent in the way that they offer people who are listening in such valuable um, articulated expressions of deeper felt senses of the human experience, yet hearing the words, people will resonate to the, fit, to the, to the vibration that, that is spoken, yet it still takes the practice on the daily basis to come into awareness, to observe what am I thinking, feeling, how do I relate to my environment and to myself, and, and then to, to remember exactly everything that you ladies have suggested and put forward to be grounded into a, an ongoing life journey, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it seems it's like, I mean, what I really value most in, in your perspectives is that this is coming through based upon years of experience. You know, this is like years of, and, and you have much life to live yet, still so much wisdom to learn, but you're offering this from a perspective of having the, the, the experience of journeying within and practicing the self-compassion and dropping deeper into loving your children and loving your partners or ex-partners and, and community and everyone around you. And it feels really, really inspiring. And I just wanted to thank you all for joining me in this conversation again this week. And we'll look forward to next week. We will chat about sovereignty and how that connects. Is there a connecting thread? And, and we'll open up that conversation, I'll dive a little bit deeper because a lot of the times in these conversation, we talk about, again, the self-compassion, the self-love what does the self-sovereignty really mean and how do we practice that? Lovely. Beautiful. Thank you, Shay, for the opportunity. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Shay. Ladies. Thank you, ladies. Thanks, Shay. Bye. And thank you for watching, listening. We really appreciate you guys tuning in and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this series. And if you'd like to listen to the full episode and get more conscious content online, tune into our online video platform at earthheroestv.com. Hope you have a great day, guys, and a huge love from me. And see you next time.